Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. Welcome to motherfucking sports month. I forgot we have that. Yeah, we have a a button for that. Yeah, it's working again. I got to get one of those little like fucking task cam things so I can pretend I'm a Kanye doing a a soul chop. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about sports related conspiracy theories this month. There's a lot of them. There are quite a few, and there's some there's some really interesting ones. We'll definitely, at some point, get into Michael Jordan's retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it a suspension from basketball? We'll we'll get into that. We'll probably talk about the 1985 NBA draft lottery, which is, for all intents and purposes, the Zapruder film of sports. Yeah, it's a notorious one. Conspiracies, uh, the, yeah. The Monstars uh, steroid scandal will be yeah, addressed. <laughs> absolutely. I rewatched Space Jam while I was in New York. It's fucking. It's a fun movie, man. <laughs> I still I saw it once back when it came out, yeah. and I never really watched it again. I just like there's a lot of movies where I would just miss the point. Like I'm pretty dumb, like media consumer. And when I watched Space Jam, I thought like you know when he gives him like the water, and he's like, "It's my special serum to make you play better." I really thought like for like like a decade that the message of Space Jam was to stay hydrated. I didn't realize it was like a believe in yourself thing. That either of those messages are pretty great. And I'm like, yeah, you know, staying hydrated is probably a more productive message than believing yeah, absolutely. in yourself. Absolutely. You know, if like, the people that it'll, believe it'll in themselves, it'll kind of make you believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll feel great. The best like the one of the best things in life like the like the Gatorade after you have sex my goodness my buddy my buddy OP got me onto that he's like he's got a mini fridge in his room he's like yeah every time I have sex I have a Gatorade and I was like that does sound nice Gatorade is a marvel of fucking science I really think I could live with HIV quite comfortably if I just drank Gatorade <laughs> every day if I just got like a, like a two two for three like big like kiwi strawberry fucking Gatorade you'd yeah. be fine even Pedialyte. Have you ever had Pedialyte? Oh, I, I had Pedialyte because I was, I was sick. And yeah, it's fucking good stuff. The Gatorade I drank when I had food poisoning was the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. That felt like, you know, like oh, yeah. wandering in the desert and seeing an oasis. <laughs> it was so good, you know? Yeah. Another thing that we'll probably talk about at some point this month is a theory of mine that Trump's crackdown on the NFL is a revenge thing over... Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Over... Well, he... That I haven't even looked into the Buffalo Bills. I think he tried to buy the Buffalo Bills. That could be that true. That could be true, yeah. He also was one of the early owners of teams in the USFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the That's USFL right. for the first couple of seasons was really successful because they were playing in the spring and the NFL plays in the fall. Yeah, and it was like a not like an XFL, but like they had like some pretty name brand players. Yeah, they were know? getting big name players out of the draft, like Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, Steve Young, all these really 
these big NFL legends. Yeah, hitters. Eventually, uh, they started in the in uh, the USFL, but then Trump initiated, kind of got all of the enough of the ownership on board to agree to file a lawsuit against the NFL, yeah. like a monopoly lawsuit. Oh, interesting. Because they wanted to play in the fall also. Mm -hmm. And they were arguing that the NFL like had such a monopoly on professional football in America that they made that impossible. And Trump won. The USFL won. But the jury awarded them $1 in damages. Uh. <laughs> so it was like they won on a technicality. They won everyone like symbolically. Was like, yeah, everyone yeah. was like, fuck you. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah. And they folded a couple years after that. Oh, interesting. So, but we'll talk about that more. Doesn't fucking Gene Simmons have an arena football team, the LA Kiss? Is that still happening? Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing billboards for that when I'd be in Orange County. Uh, I wonder if it is ago. still happening. We need to get to a game. That would be fun <laughs> as shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this week, we're talking about what is also kind of my own theory mm -hmm. but i think it's not i think there are people out there who also have their suspicions i i, I feel like i add a wrinkle to it that yeah. most people don't yeah you, you kind of uh, you synthesized all the source materials here yeah i i want to talk about baseball and the steroids scandal uh-huh because what i believe the steroid scandal was i think that was baseball one covering for the fact that amphetamines had been an integral part of baseball for about 80 years. Really? Up to that point. Yeah. Like, they were mandatory for playing baseball, and they still are to this day. Mm -hmm. It's just that now players, now that amphetamines were finally banned in 2006. Well, yeah, you, you, you ban dip, you got to grind your teeth on something, you know? <laughs> right. And today it's just energy drinks and caffeine pills and all that shit, which sounds normal, but we'll get into why even that is abnormal for sports as oh, yeah, far as yeah. things that sports allow. But I think at that time, steroids were such a big deal because Lance Armstrong was starting to win the Tour de France all mm -hmm. the time, and people were like, what the fuck is going on with this? Yeah, And the just the phrase performance-enhancing drugs was such a thing i feel like baseball if they didn't manufacture the steroid scandal they at least encouraged it so it would give them something really high profile to clean up that would allow them to also clean up amphetamines without so much fanfare yeah yeah because when I mean, people if you if you go like a, like the steroids are kind of synonymous with your cheating Right, you know, and sports fans love like a what he deflated the football. This is fucking bullshit. Take asterisks. his rings back. They love yeah. putting an asterisk next to. Oh a yeah, record. it gets everybody's dick hard. It's the water cooler gossip yeah. forever. You know, so like throwing that in the mix, if you got to cover up a couple little little things, is is it like a good strategic move? Right. We're talking with steroids. We're talking about a ten to fifteen year scandal. Whereas yeah. amphetamines. Bud Selig at one point, who was the commissioner of baseball for a time, said that amphetamines at the time they banned them from baseball had been a problem in the league for seven or eight decades. Yeah. And that, when you go back that far, you're talking Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Willie Mays. Oh, yeah, you're talking some real, like, stay awake while you fight the Viet Cong era, man. Yeah, and all of these, like, really beloved, high-profile players who, in the performance-enhancing drugs era, when people are demanding... That people who are caught cheating have their records 
tarnished or taken from them, mm-hmm. baseball was going to have to address pretty much every record that had ever been set. But steroids allowed them to just address a few and then clean up the game mm-hmm. and then make it look like, well, that was our first scandal involving performance enhancing drugs. Didn't we take care of it nicely? Absolutely, yeah. And if it's like if you control the rollout, it's kind of like you know, right? It's like celebrities will do it. You know, if like uh, like oh okay, like he hit his wife. It's like let, let, hey, what, why don't we go just uh, get you a DUI or whatever to get a, you know or something <laughs> in a rehab trip? You know, yeah. And so it's like I said, it's kind of my own theory, but there are also a lot of people out there who question baseball's focus on steroids over amphetamines and the other thing what you don't hear brought up as much but i i suspect it just as much is that part of this was also baseball getting ahead of the fact that barry bonds was going to become the home run champion at some point yeah and baseball hated barry bonds really and not because he's black there are plenty of revered black baseball players hank aaron who has the home run or had the home run record before barry bonds like baseball fucking adores yeah. Hank Aaron. yeah so it's not that he's black it's that i mean some of it's probably because he's black but <laughs> i mean let's not pretend it's a, yeah. not a complete non-factor you know <laughs> but he was just kind of a dick oh yeah he he's just kind of like a diva yeah, he didn't like talking to reporters. He didn't really give a shit about being nice to fans. Yeah, well, because if you if you're the big guy, like it's like if like you know, Shaq was always kind of charming, you know, and he was a right. big, big character, and it's like that's good. You want the guy that's a big character, but it's like if you're their like big bankable fucking like power player, they want you to also like yeah, go save some crazy shit on the couch on Dave Letterman, you know, like yeah. go sign some shit for kids. Like that's all good money for baseball, but if you're not gonna play ball, you know, forgive the pun, right? That's kind of bad. Yeah, and he he was a dick to reporters in interviews. He wasn't nice to fans. It's kind of the same thing you hear about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is one of the best players in NBA history, but you don't see him getting coaching jobs. You don't see him getting front office jobs. And I read an article once, and they were like, the NBA just doesn't, just clean doesn't fucking like that dude. <laughs> like, he was just an unfriendly guy to be around. Uh-huh. And now that he's retired, people don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, makes sense. And I was watching the NBA Finals last week, and they showed this, like, they were doing cuts to all these different celebrities in the audience. And all these people were courtside, and there were, like, politicians, Rob Lowe, all this shit. All of these fucking people are courtside or relatively courtside. And then they cut to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's just up in the fucking stands. (laughs) And I'm like, that's Kareem. He should be on the court if he wants to be on the court. iconic player. And that was kind – that's kind of Barry Bonds. Barry Mm -hmm. Bonds is just an unlikable guy who was just like, look, I'm just here to play baseball. And the problem is he was one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Yeah. Like, hands down, steroids or not, he was one of the best. And I kind of feel like baseball saw steroids as a way to head that off and make sure that Barry Bonds didn't become... The, and it's the it's it's just... It's, my, it's like if Jordan... Just my gut. Yeah, it's not yeah. a thing I can prove. Yeah, yeah. But but like like if Michael Jordan wasn't like you know saying dumb shit or you know like fucking putting out shoes or anything, it's like you're just leaving so much money on the table. Fuck yeah. you, you know. It's like what I wish they would the NFL would have done to Emmett Smith when oh okay he stuck around for all these years past his prime when he was just borderline worthless, 
just so he could break Walter Payton's all-time rushing record. And it's like, will you tear an ACL already? My <laughs> God. Yeah. But he eventually broke the record. But he, like, everyone loved Emmett Smith, so. Yeah, you can't it say It was shit. fine. Yeah, yeah. But Barry Bonds, a lot of people didn't like. So let's talk about amphetamines in baseball. There's a really great article you could go out and read, everybody, written by a dude named Adam Todd Brown, baby, <laughs> for the website crack.com. I wrote this in 2013. It was called Five Reasons Steroids Were Never the Real Problem in Baseball. And go out and give it a read. It explains a lot of the things I bring up here. But the thing about amphetamines, if you think about baseball, it's a grueling fucking schedule. Yeah. Like, I think my schedule is tough, but baseball players, they play 162 games in 182 days. That's nuts. And that's only if you don't make the postseason. Oh, yeah, If you make the playoffs or the World Series, you're talking closer to 180, 190 games in 200 days or so. Yeah, yeah. Like, most bands don't tour that much. No, I mean, most, like, like comics, even comics that do, like, a full-hour, you know, full-hour show on the road, it's like, you probably do, like, how many full hours a year? Like, maybe, like, 120, you know? And it's like, that's just on the weekends, you got three days off, four days off, you know, you take two weeks off to hang out with the kids. Like, that's, like, a lot of fucking... And it's always at at the same time. It's at the same time. It's always at night. But, yeah, you know, you got fucking time zone changes, you're always on an airplane, you know? You're trying to stay in shape on top of that, have a social life. And with baseball, sometimes you will fly across country, have a night game, and then have a day game the next day. Yeah. Which is, it's fucking brutal. Like, baseball should be about half as many games as it is right now. Yeah. But... It's not, and no. it's, they're never going to change that. Baseball loves tradition. I think that's kind of what was at the root of them letting the steroid scandal get to where it did before they did anything about it, is they knew it was going to cast less of a shadow on the, the tradition legacy. and yeah, the legacy yeah. of baseball. Then if we expose it, everyone had been hopped up the entire time. Right, whereas this just made it seem like this new class of fucking roid rage assholes yeah, came in and ruined baseball it's like, it's like briefly. You, yeah, so when you find out that like uh, JFK gave his commencement speech, like meth to shit, you know, and you look <laughs> yeah. at it and you're like, oh, it's a winter day and homeboy is sweating, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I'm sure this has been suggested before, but how cool would it be to just have a steroid league where it's like, do whatever you want, like become a superhuman yeah you know? like it's just basically everyone looks like the abomination from the first hulk movie you know <laughs> yeah but even then it would be that's kind of that's kind of how nascar works like with nascar you're always you're trying to build the perfect machine but not just the perfect machine the perfect machine for those circumstances well nascar so, i feel like that's more in like formula one racing because nascar is pretty uniform yeah like, the idea is that it's kind of the skill of the driver where there's like a lot more kind of calculus that goes into like you know it's like other kinds of racing like when you're gonna yeah. pit, what kind of tires you're gonna pump but nascar it's pretty much just like very cookie cutter there's very small adjustments that you're allowed to do but it's just like yeah. you know get out there and drive in an oval yeah yeah that's true but it's yeah so that's a good comparison also then uh formula one where you're building this thing and constantly tweaking it like just overloading on steroids and that's one of the points i'll get to in this just overloading on steroids doesn't necessarily make you a good baseball player. no yeah absolutely not like there's a lot more to it and there's a lot that steroids don't like steroids don't do a lot for helping you hit but we'll get to that yeah so the schedule is crazy also hitting a baseball is hard oh yeah yeah i played baseball in a little bit into high school and it's not easy hitting a 
baseball that's being thrown really fast with a skinny bat. Like, go to a batting cage and try it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, very difficult. Yeah, and it uh, it's not a skill that lends itself to being sleepy. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. If you're tired, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, we you can podcast high and hungover. Right? You know, we do it oh, all yeah. the time. You know, but most of my jobs I could do on no sleep. Yeah, like, yeah. All the jobs I've ever had. But like hand-eye coordination goes before you right. know, most things. You yeah. think of a sleepy person, they're bumping around the kitchen. You know. Yeah, and and hand-eye coordination is actually the most important component of hitting a home run. Oh or yeah, just hitting a baseball in general. Yeah, like wait, and steroids don't do shit for that. You know, they, yeah, they, they, you get, there's no steroids where it like give, turn, gives you like the limitless pill. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I ate Jersey Mike's before I came. Oh God damn it! The one here in Burbank? Yeah, of course, dude. Where is it at? The, right by the In and Out. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, by okay. the mall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was gonna go to In and Out, and I was like, I'm gonna treat myself to a big fucking Jersey Mike's has the best meatball subs. Oh yeah, no, you get the giant size. That's two meals right yeah, there. You yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. So, yeah, because of all this, because of the schedule, because of the the type of skill baseball requires, amphetamines were just in Major League Baseball clubhouses for decades. Yeah, It goes as far back, at least as Willie Mays, where people have reported Willie Mays had, like, liquid amphetamines in his locker room. There were these things called greenies, which (laughs) is also the name of a very famous dog treat. Oh, interesting. But greenies are a type of amphetamine that were just dispensed in baseball locker rooms forever. They, they, were, they, just, they just had a big punch bowl full of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, take two. You know? Yeah, we basically. Fucking, we're playing the Phillies today. And like I said, Bud Selig said that they had been a part of the game for seven or eight decades. That's a quote. Yeah. And it was as long as racism or mascots. You know, like yeah. That's, yeah, that's a big... Uh... And the thing is... It wasn't a secret either, which to me would give them all the more motivation when it got to the point where they were going to have to clean it up. It would give them a, a little more motivation to hide it. Yeah. Is in 1970, there was a book called Ball Four that was written by an active major league player, went into great detail about how common amphetamine use was at the time. And it was all true. Like, no mm-hmm. one disputed what he was saying in the book. Baseball, Major League Baseball's stance on it was just, well, you shouldn't have written about that. That's not cool. Because, again, baseball is such a game of tradition that... But they're like, well, yeah, kind of keep that, you know. Yeah. And he also outed Mickey Mantle as an alcoholic, <laughs> which is... I don't know how people wouldn't have known that. I think it's pretty that, obvious. Like, look at his nose. Like, yeah. the white guys, you fucking... The nose, dead giveaway for alcoholism, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so... Baseball had known about this for at least that long, like yeah. at least 1970, which by the by the time we get into the steroid era, that's, you know. 36 years yeah. ago, yeah. So there's an article on SI.com from June 3rd, 2002, which is kind of before steroids really became the scandal that they were in yeah, baseball. Yeah, part, part of the dialogue, you know. Right. And it was an article called Getting Amped. Popping amphetamines or other stimulants is part of many players' pregame routine. <laughs> and this is the opening quote from the article. The idea of playing baseball without taking amphetamines or other stimulants is so absurd to some major leaguers that they have a catchphrase for it. Playing naked. So that's how common this shit was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this is another quote. If the starting pitcher knows that you're going out there naked, he's upset that you're not giving him everything you can. The big-time pitcher wants to make sure you're beaning up before the game. So now whenever you drink an energy drink, I'm going to call it beaning up. Yeah, beaning up. Oh, you take, that, a, take a little bean, a little pill, a little <laughs> greeny, right? Is that yeah, where it yeah. comes from? That's apparently they also they did also call them beanies. Yeah, that's like that's like the guy who doesn't want to do the group prayer before the game. It's like you're not being a team <laughs> player if you're not fucking up your nervous system. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the the flip side of that is the argument a lot of players make. It's like, is it cheating if everyone's doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did I even have a choice but to do it if everyone else was doing it because I. I wasn't going to succeed in my sport. Yeah, yeah. If you like, if you told me to fucking go to go on tour without you know Red Bull or whatever, it's like it's not happening. It's not going to be good, you know. And that and now imagine if someone told all comics to do it, and then they were like, "But it's just honor system." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, nobody have any. Caffeine if someone or, finds you know. out you drank a Red Bull, it, people are going to be mad, but. We're not really going to check. All the top comics in the world would be Mormon because they've just adjusted yeah. to it. You know? <laughs> but then, you know, if no one's checking, people are going to do it. Yeah. And then it's going to give those people an advantage. And mm-hmm. then at that point, having the rule in place, almost you're almost doing a disservice to the people who aren't taking the drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're sort of putting them in a position where, you know, to be genuine in the eyes of the game you have to not play on the same playing field as everyone else yeah absolutely you're rung down yeah and i think that's kind of a common argument with performance enhancing drugs especially with the tour de france because you know lance armstrong lost all those titles but after him like 15 20 other people who finished in the top 20 all had doping scandals of their own didn't he go back and win at vanilla one year afterwards I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think he got them all stripped. I worked at Demand Media, which owned Livestrong. Oh, okay. And I worked there the day Lance Armstrong finally got outed and got all his titles stripped. Oh, man. And I went into work that day, and I didn't have to walk past Livestrong's department to get to mine. But, but you were like, yeah, definitely. did. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to see this car. They put Black Tuesday for shitty yeah. bracelets. It was a somber affair. <laughs> those fucking bracelets department. were like a. Those are a thing I don't see a lot in the I Love the Two Thousands list. Because I remember those going around. Those things middle took school. the fuck off. Oh yeah, everyone had one. There was a bracelet know? for everything. Oh yeah, it was. Just, and they, 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 for a while, just like, yeah, I got one that says dedication. You know, which is really important to me as a twelve year old in Ontario. You and know? see, I went the other way, and I think I had one that said like "fuck" on it at one point. Oh, I mean, we saw so people could look close and. Yeah, see the embossed letters, yeah. you know. Yeah, we have we, well, we have fuck everything. God is dead bracelets, you know. I can't say shit, but I mean, yeah. Do those sell? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're one of our more popular. I think I just we just bought two hundred because there's like an early Patreon thing. We take them on the road and be like, oh shit, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. you know. I don't wear them. I find them to be tacky. Like I would never like you know. I would I wouldn't be caught wearing that shit. It's fucking dumb. But yeah, you like them? Cool. Yeah, go for it. So. There's another article that talks about, this was on BleacherReport.com, called A Look Inside Baseball's Ever-Evolving Stimulant Culture. And this was written way after amphetamines were banned in baseball. And it talks about how even today, players go to these crazy lengths to replicate that boost that amphetamines give you. Mm -hmm. Because you have to have it to play baseball. It makes baseball really difficult if you don't have a stimulant. 
of some sort. Yeah. So now they're like pounding caffeine pills. They're drinking the caveman coffee thing. Yeah. You know, all that shit. Energy drinks. And. Dude, doing any kind of cardio where you're over caffeinated sucks. You just feel like, you know, you feel like you're running from like alien. Or and something. it's super dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, feel, you feel like shit. Like there, I remember I like had like a like a like a race that I like like qualified for when I was in I was in middle school. Like you know, I was like oh like the regional thing. If you qualify, you can go to the national. Like you know, like distance running race. And I was like, I'm gonna give myself advantage and drink a rock star in the bathroom beforehand. And I just went out there <laughs> and I was just like I want to puke. Fuck this. You yeah. Know? And I'll like go to the gym like right after I have like a, like a morning coffee or something. I'm like ugh, yuck. Yeah, yeah. I used to take ephedrine like recreationally. Like, oh, yeah. Because I was working shitty office jobs. Of course, yeah. And I was like, yeah, why not? I'll be on speed all day. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I was prescribed Ritalin for a while. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm just staying in tonight. Yeah. But let's ride the lightning and check, watch Cowboy Bebop till <laughs> four in the morning instead of two in the morning, you know? And I wonder if, because the other thing that's really prevalent in baseball and always has been and probably always will be is drinking. Yeah. Like, alcoholism is a huge problem in baseball. And one thing I know about abusing amphetamines or ephedrine, which is basically the same thing, yeah. it makes you want to drink. Like, okay, it really because the you want to. I've heard sleep. people say that about like cocaine. It's like it does feel better if you're drunk. Well, not just that, but if you're just high on speed, how are you going to sleep? Yeah, like, yeah, like you can't take that shit, like even Ritalin, just like two little, like very innocuous looking, like white tablets. It's like if you take those at four p.m., you're fucked. Yeah, you know, you're you're have, you're up till three, four in the morning. You know, it's like so if you want if you if you do if you got a night game, you know, and you're like, oh man, I just got off the goddamn bus, I got two hours, you pop some. It's like you're not going to bed, you know, fucking, you know, just yeah. like straight, like you know, just coming down off that. You got to cut it with something. You got to smoke some pot, yeah. which is you can't do. So can't do that. You're stuck with alcohol. Right. And it was to the point, I don't know if it's still this way, but a lot of major league teams would just have beer in the locker room and they would have beer on the bus to go to the airport to fly home. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, pe they players would be so wired from all these stimulants that they want to be able to sleep on the plane. But how the fuck are they going to do that? Yeah. If they're all hopped up on amphetamines. So baseball, by making their schedule the way it is which kind of necessitates amphetamines, they were kind of promoting alcoholism oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in like, baseball for decades as well. It's like that old Simpsons thing where it's like, you, you know, you bring in the snakes, you got to bring in the mongooses. You got to bring in <laughs> yeah. the fucking killer mongoose, you know. So what they're doing now, like I said, is taking all these caffeine pills, all these energy drinks. And the thing about that, we're in the United States. We would never hear that and go, oh, these cheating fucks taking all this caffeine because we just assume caffeine is you know a part of everyday life that you can take as much as you want yeah yeah and but it, you i mean i'm someone who drinks a dangerous amount of caffeine at times yeah. you know i gotta stop but but the thing is so you would assume that would extend to sports but it doesn't yeah like in japanese baseball for example if you have more than like a cup of green tea's worth of caffeine in your system when they drug test you you're considered a cheater interesting in the NCAA, all of the chemicals in energy drinks, if they find any of those at too high of a level in your system, you're a cheater. Yeah. Same with the Olympics. But baseball's not like that because baseball has to allow some way for players to get hopped the fuck up so they can play. Yeah, because it's like it, they can do the schedule. It feels like a slow game, but like you got to be alert as shit. 
Right. You know, you have just like kind of like a like a lot of waiting and watching and snap decisions. You know, so it's like, yeah, you want to be fucking and jacked for that. Here's the thing: you could still do it, but baseball already gets enough flack for being boring. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, if everyone's out there just missing shit all the time, like, hmm. and that's sort of the era they're getting into again now, where hitters are just like it's a lot of ground balls. And yeah, yeah, just it a lot of strikeouts and. I think it's been going in that direction ever since amphetamines were taken away from the game. Well, yeah, and you can't you can't cut out the games because it's like you know that's it's part of the tradition. People like it, and it's also like you can't tell also the, the owners of the stadiums to make less money. You can't tell the advertisers to they're not going to get as much exposure. Like it's just not going to play like that, you right? Know? And the players make so much money. Oh like, yeah, baseball players I think are probably the highest paid athletes because. Those teams, no shit. I would think football or basketball. Well, think about how many games there are every year, and you get paid per game. I, well, I guess, I guess, would be more ticket sales because of that. But. Yeah, the I mean, these even the shittiest teams just have a ton of fucking cash. Interesting. And baseball players, like they sign hundred million dollar contracts, mm-hmm. and, you know, routinely, and have been. Like I think a Rod at one point got a ninety million contract back when nobody was getting money like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's at this point they have to keep making the money they're making now to finance those contracts if nothing else. I wonder if players would be willing to take a pay cut to play fewer games. I don't know. I mean there's there's people who are like fuck it, I don't care. Like I'm I didn't get into professional sports because I didn't want to like put a bunch of fucking city miles on my body. It's like yeah. if I'm going to do this I might as well go whole hog and you know stack enough money so I don't have to work at a car dealership that has my name on the front until I die after this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, baseball kind of needs stimulants for the game to be interesting. But as for steroids, for one thing, baseball didn't even ban steroids until 1991. Yeah. And steroids have been around since the 50s. Like interesting, they, okay. They, the first professional sports team to use them was the 63 San Diego Chargers, I oh, okay. think. And they were really good the year they started using <laughs> steroids. Yeah. But it started in the Olympics. I think Russia actually first introduced steroids. That sounds like some fucking sports. Cold War shit, you know? Yeah, which sounds exactly like Russia. And but baseball, they didn't even ban them till 1991. So when they try to paint the steroid era as these big meathead players coming in and tarnishing the name of baseball by bringing these newfangled steroids to the game. Motherfuckers were using steroids in baseball forever. Oh, yeah. They just never banned them. Yeah, like, we just didn't really think about it. It was legal. You know? So, like, why wouldn't... Like, amphetamines and steroids were both legal for a long time in baseball. Yeah. They banned steroids in 91 and didn't start testing for them until the 2000s. Oh, interesting. It was just kind of like, okay, tech, so just so you can say we didn't do it, we banned them, you know? Right. So... To act like, like I said, to act like the the problem started with Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds is crazy. Also, like I said earlier, steroids and hitting don't go hand in hand. Yeah. They're not steroids. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like a more of a finesse, like steroids playing football. It's like, yeah, you can run into a guy harder. You know, not that there's not more finesse needed in football, but it's like that you can see a direct correlation to your right. level of performance with that shit where it's like. With like basketball, it's like that. See, I, there's not a pill you can take that'll make you a good shooter, you know? Right. And the thing about steroids, you got to get some of that Bugs Bunny water. That's the only <laughs> way. The thing about steroids, what they do is they help 
your muscles recover faster. Yeah, so you can work out more. You know, it's right? Like, I had friends that like would like do, like <laughs> took topical steroids when we were all in high school. They're all like like Irwood Vault kids, where they just yeah. were like, oh yeah, we're gonna make get high on nutmeg. You know, <laughs> so they yeah they they took like topical steroids, and he was just like, yeah, I'm just not really doing anything. I was like, well yeah, that's supposed to be so you can work out yeah, more. <laughs> and it's like all it did was give you like a fucking pizza face and shrink your balls. <laughs> like he showed me his balls one time, and it was like like a big grape, but not like a very big grape. And I was like, dude, this is not worth yeah. it, man. You have to work out for that shit. Yeah, and you and you also he just had lizard face, you know. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just doing a short cycle, and I'll just maintain. And I'm like, the fuck, you just eat a little Caesar's pizza, <laughs> and you go to the gym three times a week. Like it's not. And the position in baseball that steroids do help a lot is pitchers, hmm. because if you've ever, that's he's probably got the most strenuous job in baseball. You know. Yeah, I I pitched when I played baseball, and. After pitching an entire game or just a few innings, your arm burns for oh, the yeah. entire next day. Yeah. Because, like, believe it or not, those fast-pitch softball women in college actually have the right idea mm-hmm. because that is the natural motion of your arm. So the way they throw a ball, which is this, like, really fast underhand motion, yeah, that's how your arm is supposed to move. It's not supposed to move like it does when you throw a baseball. Yeah. And it just wears your muscles, especially your muscles in that arm, the yeah. fuck out. Oh, totally, yeah. And it's like, think about it, do something as hard as you can, you know, like something physical as hard as you can, and then do that, what, 200 times a night sometimes yeah. or whatever? It's like, that's a lot, you know? Yeah. And then also add in, like, the little, like, finesse movements you got to do, this weird little, like, fucking rotary cuff, like, you know, like, with the articulations. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like when you when you work out in a different way, it's like, I didn't know I had that group to be sore. It's like, just doing that every single day, you know, 180 times or whatever it is a season, it's like, it's going to fuck you up. And here's a thing that doesn't come up a lot in relation to steroids and baseball, because no one ever talks about pitchers and steroids as a kid i watched a ton of baseball and i never remember pitch count being a thing Mm -hmm. i remember them letting pitchers go until whatever man you know they're starting to fucking hit the ball now we need to bring in a relief pitcher but i never remember managers making a big deal out of when a pitcher hits a hundred pitches but now they do once a pitcher hits a hundred pitches Unless he's like throwing a no hitter or a perfect game or is just cruising, they usually pull him. Mm. And I have to kind of wonder is that because there used to be a time where you could really max your arm the fuck out in a game, but you knew you were on steroids. Yeah, so they yeah. would recover a little bit faster and it didn't matter. And now it's like, okay, like, yeah, we can't fucking, we're playing on, you know, just yeah. the body's like base specs. Yeah. So now no steroids, you're not going to recover as fast, 100 pitches for you. Uh. That seems suspect, if nothing else. So yeah, it shouldn't surprise anyone. At the time I wrote this cracked article, most of the, the majority of the steroid suspensions in baseball among the different positions pitcher had the most steroid suspensions yeah i'd imagine and the closest group behind him was outfielder but that actually covers three positions yeah that's middle right and center fielder but pitcher still had the most and when they finally banned steroids you would expect home runs would have gone down and just kind of stayed down the year they banned steroids home runs went down a little bit across the league average and then went right back up the next year Mm -hmm. which shouldn't have happened if like they kind of returned to the pre-steroid testing numbers which 
That shouldn't happen yeah. if steroids were that big of a deal. So that is... Oh, okay. I see the the connection you're drawing. That it's more the meth the, the the methamphetamine than would be like the steroids for home run stuff. Well, yeah, and also in 2005, pitchers couldn't take steroids anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why the home runs briefly dropped among the few people that steroids were benefiting when it comes to home runs. Yeah, which were still the players with the best hand eye coordination that could hit you know better. It was just that you know having bigger arms, you can hit the ball a little further. Yeah, yeah. Another really interesting aspect of this, they ban steroids in 2005, and there's all this fanfare around it, and then the next year, they really quietly ban amphetamines. Mm -hmm. Like, no one ever talked about amphetamines in baseball, but they finally banned them in 2006. And one of the most interesting after effects of that is the perfect game, which perfect games is a perfect game anyone listening who isn't familiar, is when a pitcher, there's no hits, no runs, no errors. He just gets 27 people out in a row. Mm -hmm. And that boring shit is called a perfect game in baseball. And those prior to 2006 were really rare. There were, I think, 17, and those 17 happened between something like 1884 and 2006. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were happening like every 10 to 15 years. yeah. After amphetamines were kicked out of baseball between 2006 and when I wrote that article, which was 2013, there were six perfect games. Oh, so the ratio's way up. So they went way up because all of a sudden players didn't have that boost Mm -hmm. to get them through the day. Yeah, yeah. And coincidentally... still trying to shake off what he did at the bar in Cleveland, you know? Right. And coincidentally... The incidence of attention deficit disorder among baseball players. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Compared to the rest of the world, yeah, like God, like we all just like found overnight. Out that everyone was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, you know what? I, I, I have a focus. learning disability, and that's really important to my career as a guy who uh, runs uh, for twenty meters at a time. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And it was, you know, players started getting prescriptions for that. If they couldn't get prescriptions, they would get the pills from their teammates but overall amphetamines became less common and became less easy to find and all of a sudden perfect games go way up yeah that t- fucking completely tracks yeah there's some real freakonomic shit there Adam. <laughs> but it the other I, there's a really interesting article on this is where i get into the conspiracy part of it for real uh-huh. there's a dead spin article that questions if the home run era or the steroid era was actually just a juiced ball era. Mm. And if you're not familiar with that term, one of the reasons people wanted to put an asterisk on Hank Aaron's home run record when he broke Babe Ruth's record, which was 7-14, I believe, was because Babe Ruth played a lot of his career during the dead ball era, mm-hmm. which is when baseball had decided there were too many home runs and they needed to make it more fair for pitchers. So they started making the ball in a way that literally made it so when you hit it, it doesn't go as far. Yeah. But then sometimes they do that to cause home runs, too. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes baseball needs a lot of home runs and a lot of action to seem more exciting. Yeah, so you can kind of make the ball like you know more a better projectile. Right. And 
there is a really strong argument that all of those home runs we saw in the steroid era were actually a juiced ball era. Mm, so it was interesting. baseball. Because the thing is, baseball at the time when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa started competing for Roger Maris's home run record, for one thing, up to that point, baseball players were hitting like 45, 50 home runs a year at the high end of things. Yeah. I think Barry Bonds had topped out at like 52 at one point before that. And then all of a sudden, Sosa hit 66, McGuire hit 70. Yeah. And some of that is going to be, you know, might be the steroid era because baseball, like home runs did go up a little bit in what is actually considered the steroid era. But what if baseball at that point was like, okay, someone is going to break Hank Aaron's record. Yeah. And it's probably going to be Barry Bonds. What if we do... What if we get someone who's going to be a better kind of, you know, face for it? Right. And so they juice the baseballs. So now home runs, which have been at 45 to 50, possibly because of steroids. Yeah. Like Jose Canseco argue, And I'm not discounting that steroids do help. If you have gigantic arms and yeah, yeah. great and, and hand-eye better, better recovery, you know, in between, you're going to yeah. be better equipped to hit a ball. But If, if you were a home run hitter before, you're probably going to hit home runs. And then if baseball also throws a juiced ball into that, and now you're hitting 60, 70 home runs mm-hmm. a year, they know all of that, is, like all of the drugs in baseball, they knew were a problem that needed to be cleaned up. But steroids were such a new problem. Yeah, and it was kind of a sexier problem, you know, because you it think was, to the layman, you're like, oh, well, he's stronger. He's going to be better, you know? You don't think of it. He's, he's more focused. He's going to be better. And it's a sexier problem and also one that ostensibly isn't going to tarnish the name of Babe Ruth and Joe DiMaggio and Roger Maris and all these people who played in the pre-steroid era. Or even like, you know, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, who were playing in when there were probably steroids in baseball, but they just weren't that big of a deal. So no one talked about it. Mm -hmm. So by focusing on steroids when they did... It allowed them to still kind of romanticize that whole past history of baseball as if it was just this kind of pure, clean thing that deserves no tarnish to its name at all. Yeah. When really there was this amphetamine thing happening for 60 or 70 years. Mm. And if you're baseball, which of those two do you want to be the bigger deal? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you much rather. You want people to be like, oh, the last decade was a lie, or like, this entire yeah. game is a lie. Yeah. And I think that I think baseball knew that was kind of the problem they were facing when performance enhancing drugs became a thing. Mm -hmm. So if you just put the juiced ball in there and all of a sudden home runs go from, you know, 45, 50 a year at the high end to 60 and 70, you can go, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, For one thing, thank you. This is great for the game. (laughs) We appreciate all the home runs. But also, in a few years, we're going to crack down on steroids. Yeah, yeah. And then really quietly, we're going to end amphetamines, too, just so we get rid of all our scandals, but we can look like we did it in an ethical way. And I I feel like that's kind of what happened. I feel like baseball was covering for their amphetamine era, but I also kind of feel like they wanted to discredit Barry Bonds. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because once, without even without steroids, Barry Bonds was going to break the home run record. If he kept at the clip he was going, which was, you know, 40 to 50 home runs a year, 
he broke the record even though there's an entire season near the end of his career where he didn't play at all. Yeah. So you take all of those, like, it would have averaged out. Yeah, yeah, certainly. There would have been no suspensions. There would have been no cloud over his name. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have just had to admit that one of the most dislikable players in baseball history... Was, was the best. Was also the best player in baseball history. Yeah. And even if that wasn't the main intent, I feel like baseball probably at some point recognized steroids as an opportunity to not have to praise Barry Bonds the way he deserves. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Which is a shame. Like, if I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame a couple years ago, which... I had been dreaming about that my entire life, uh-huh. and man, was it boring. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's in the middle of... No- it's in Cooperstown, New York. I don't know what the fuck I expected Cooperstown, New York to yeah, look like. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, go, the, this is the gas station by yeah. the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, it is the town embodiment of a dude named Cooper. Okay. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that interesting. And it's just this, like, quiet, dank museum. Yeah. And then in the basement, Barry Bonds just has one little wall dedicated to him breaking the home run record and every like every other major record has like its own room yeah with all the shit like all this fucking pageantry and they're just like fucking yeah barry bonds too an obligatory display for mr bonds yeah and i think that's what baseball wants when it comes to paying tribute to barry bonds and i think it's what they probably always wanted yeah and i think steroids i think they knew it was an issue they were going to have to confront and i think steroids gave them a good cover to do that and to clean up amphetamines without looking like a sport that's been dirty from the beginning yep i think you're right man that fuck that all tracks to me there's i i don't know like here's the thing, I I know I can't prove it, and I don't even know if I care enough. Yeah, to, like, to like go and be. I should ha- dedicate four years to a documentary about to this be the Aaron really, Brockovich of this. Yeah, know? I should really dig in. I'm like, nah, it's still baseball. I still want to go to all the stadiums before I die. It's yeah, fine. yeah. It's like you don't want to fuck up your this thing you also enjoy. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it's at the end of the day, whatever. I like yeah. watching it. You know, and like if they got away with it, cool. That's a neat conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You know, it's a good, good, good couple of clicks for your boy. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that's. That's my that's my Barry Bonds conspiracy. Well done to well, kick off Sports Month. Well synthesized. That's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of correlation causality. That I think you've teased out pretty nicely. Where it's like okay, yeah. well, everything's kind of got got a little explanation. It is one where I'd almost have to put up a conspiracy board. It is certainly it's a thumbtack kind of one. Yeah, yeah. it would it, it would be interesting to like I don't try know if to you try to find someone to talk to off record about it or records or something like there has to be like leaked memos i could get my hands on oh yeah i mean probably i mean it's like a you know if you get one person to crack you could probably you know yeah so yeah that's that that's that's the conspiracy um what do we have to plug before we get out of here uh, we're going going up to the Pacific Northwest in august get on our uh, our mean boys email us at meanboyspodcast.com if you want to come see us that'll be fun nice uh patreon.com slash unpop sign up for uh more podcasts or to just uh you know show some support keep the lights on things of that nature we just moved i had to build a new studio it's not cheap yeah you gotta, you gotta pimple it's just new studio here it doesn't pay yeah. for itself guys come on damn right uh and i think that's it all right let's get the fuck out of here connor say goodbye goodbye everybody goodbye everybody we love you People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.